Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and we have uh, a lot to talk about, Jeff. I mean, these last two days, I, I mean, maybe it's recency bias, but I don't feel like I've had, we've had a free agency like this where there's been so much news so quickly, especially yesterday. Things were just every 10 minutes. I felt like there was another update, just a crazy day all around. I mean, we're going to go through everything, but what, what was your, was your favorite move? Maybe your most surprising for you yesterday. Oh man, I'd have to think through everything. I, I think, uh, uh, I think. The fact that Jordy Nelson got cut so quickly, I think that was kind of crazy to me. And I also didn't see the uh, Carlos Hyde to the Browns, which I don't think I was alone. But as soon as they were, you know, they got Tyrod, I just assumed Saquon Barkley was going to be their number one pick. That might not be anymore. So I'm I'm very interested to see what they do. I think this makes me lean to the belief that they're probably going to use one of them on a QB. But I I love it. The speculation just keeps on going. Yeah, I thought the. Well, Jordy Nelson, I mean, we had talked about that. Like, maybe it was a possibility, like, him or Cobb would be cut. And I always thought that would be Cobb, you know. It just, I didn't think that was going to be Jordy. So that was, you know, very surprising. And then, yeah, Carlos Hyde to the Browns. That's one I, I mean, we talked about possible destinations for Carlos Hyde. Never once did I think the Browns were an option. It just, I don't know, just never was there, but. I don't know. Maybe that's a good move. I know people, I've seen people saying this, it's maybe a mistake. You should just get Barkley. But if that's not the way they want to go, I mean, that's not a bad move getting Carlos Hyde. I mean, it's running backs don't get paid much. He's going to be in the top end of wide or running backs now for how much money he's making, but it's still only like 5 million a year and he's top 10 now. Yeah. So it's not a lot of money. No, I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I still think Saquon Barkley is the better option. I think he's a, feature back from years to come. But if you pair Hyde with Duke Johnson, I think both of those guys can do a lot of really good things out of the backfield. I still just hope that they do not uh, draft a quarterback. I know everyone will say you have to at some point get your you know franchise QB lined up, but I, I, I just don't want them to do that. I want them to fill all the other holes before they, they go down that QB road, which they've been miserable on. You know, yeah, talk about that. You still the Browns there. I mean, the Barkley would still be great, but I mean, you look at the top running backs in the league. How many of them have won Super Bowls? I don't, that's not what wins you Super Bowls. If you know, it really comes down to it. You need a good back, but it's not like I mean the the uh, the Eagles this past year was like you know combination of a Jai and Blunt, and then the Patriots with a million guys the year before. It's never you know these top running backs. It's not always them. So. You got to build a team around it before you can win anyway. So maybe that's what they're looking at. I, I kind of like it. I think it's decent. They're, they're, I think they're being smart. Yeah. And on this, one of the things I didn't see either or see coming was the fact that, um, and let me know if you heard this as well. I think I just read um, an alert probably a couple hours ago that said Joe Thomas is retiring. So Joe Thomas, which was their you know, best lineman, at least for the past you know decade, is retiring, which is a little problematic as well, you would think. But who knows? I mean, I know that line was supposed to be pretty good anyway. But, um, you know, maybe that 
kind of falls into their, you know, do we really want to invest our number one pick on a, a very young running back if if we have to rebuild the line anyway? And still the Browns, so I think they're kind of my most exciting team. I love watching, seeing what they're doing. I don't know what it is. It's just they always seem to be active now the last years. It's just they've become maybe my, my second favorite team. I really think so. I love misery, I guess. Being a Lions fan, we need to be a Browns fan now too. Just we, we know, how to, <laughs> know how to pick them. But all right, let's go to the rundown here. Some of the moves that were made over the last two days. We got Kirk Cousins to so start off there. Went to the Vikings like we thought kind of thought we talked about Monday night it seemed to be leaning that way and he didn't even visit anybody else it just Vikings were it and it sounds like he got uh bigger offers actually from the Jets and from the Cardinals of 30 million a year but I think he made the right move if you want to win you take a couple million less per year while he's still only making 28 million that's just yeah and and I don't know what the other deals consisted of, but the fact that he's getting what eighty four million over three years and every single dollar is guaranteed is unheard of. So basically, I'm guessing Vikings said we can't pay you as much, but no, it will guarantee you you're going to get every last penny of that. You know, will they do that? And I'm guessing other teams weren't willing to fork up that kind of guarantee because if he goes down in the first game, you know, that is a hefty paycheck to swallow. Yeah, Cousins has really played the money game right in the NFL the last few years. Franchise tag two years in a row. You get that those big contracts, and then this contract. When this is up, he's only going to be 32 years old, and you can get another massive contract. You make over $100 million in five years. Oh, easy. Well, about 120 probably. Last oh that'll be five. He's, he's made Crazy. some good money. He's done well. Yeah, good for him, man. That's awesome. So, the, the, the Vikings quarterback of last year, Case Keenum, well, actually we have a few in a row. Case Keenum went to the Broncos. Looks like he's going to be their guy on a short-term deal. They're not sold on him. Looks like long-term, at least give him short-term. And I don't, I wouldn't be surprised. They still might draft a guy. It wouldn't be crazy for them to do that, but it looks like Keenum will get a chance. And now Trevor Simeon was just traded over to the Vikings to be the backup for cousins now. So, Simeon's gone out of Denver. He's going to be the backup for Cousins in Minnesota. But how much of an upgrade do you think Case Keenum is over like a Trevi, Trevor Simeon and every player they had last year? I I think it it shouldn't be understated. I think it's a a big upgrade. I, I think this I think it's a good move for Case Keenum first and foremost. Obviously, he's always kind of going to play second fiddle to a lot of these guys. And this you know in this you know, very specific year. It's going to be cousins, obviously Vikings rather add him and then resign Keenum. Um, but he goes to a place where he, he has another two very, very talented wide receiving and, you know, Keenum's no slouch. Uh, he's not the franchise quarterback. He's not going to be the, you know, first 10 quarterbacks taken, but last year I know he was on a very good Vikings team, but I think this Denver offense could still be very, very good. And last year he proved that he was, a very viable option by having, you know, throwing 67% of his passes were complete, 3,500 yards and 22 touchdowns to seven interceptions, you know, very, very solid. And the Vikings did have a, a pretty good run game still. Um, it's kind of a hodgepodge put together. Um, so I don't know how that is going to translate going to Denver, but I think he could still have a quite a bit of success. Um, I, I think this is just a great move for Denver and for Case Keenum. Yeah, out of the guys left, I think he's probably it's probably a good. He, he's proven himself somewhat, and 
he had what, a few years that he wasn't any good in the NFL, but you can't really judge that. I feel like based on where he was and everything, he never really got a shot. He got a shot last year. Yeah, I, was like, I don't. His first yeah. three years, I don't think he he wasn't actually a starter. No, and he he got to start a little bit with the Rams there, but I mean, you can't judge him off that. Look at how Jared Goff was when Jeff Fisher was his coach. So it's can't base yeah. it off anything. Very true. Then another Vikings quarterback, Sam Bradford, went to the Cardinals. It's a one year deal, I think, with an option for a second. He's getting twenty million, which people see that number and are like, "Oh wow, it's way too much money for Sam Bradford." That'll, that's only the seventeenth highest paid quarterback next year. That's that's it. It's only the seventeenth, so that's where Sam Bradford should be. But if you look at his numbers, the last last year, obviously he was hurt, but before he got hurt, he put up great numbers in that game and a half. 2016 wasn't really bad. I mean, he doesn't throw the ball downfield very much anymore. He's relatively safe in how he was throwing the ball. But for a one-year guy, uh, they'll probably draft a quarterback. So he'll be a starter. The, they'll get a rookie who can back him up. I think it's a decent move for a year, I, as long as he can stay healthy. Which, if he doesn't, oh, well, it's one year. They're not out anything. I think it's a decent move for the Cardinals. Yeah. I, I mean, what I guess the question is, what would the alternative be? Exactly. Um, there isn't much of one. There, that's pretty much Bradford's you, the best guy out there. For exactly. That. Either you're overpaying for someone like AJ McCarron, or you're, or you're drafting a guy knowing that he's going to bridge the gap, which is exactly what Bradford is. Which, well, speaking of AJ McCarron, we thought that was going to be the case. He just signed with the Bills, two years, ten million. That's it. I did not two see that one coming. 10, yeah, that just it just came down this evening. Two years, ten million. That that is a backup contract. That's not starter money, so there hmm. must not have been a market for him. Hmm. I mean, yeah, five million a year. I I didn't see that, but I thought he was. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that he goes to the Bills. I thought maybe then he could be their their guy, you know, after they trade away Tyrod. But that's incredible, though, because he's yeah. going to be their starter, right? He do, they don't have anyone else. They're, they're no, they don't. They're going to have to draft somebody. That's so crazy that he would take that money, knowing that he was going to be the number one guy on there. Yeah, maybe that's all. Maybe there there wasn't a market for him. Actually, you gotta think Very that you can easily get ten million a year. <laughs> I mean, you would you would think so, but I, I don't know. I was I was kind of surprised with that because then we'll say this puts him kind of in the two for two years for ten million is kind of in the range. Mike Glennon also signed with the Cardinals along with Bradford. Glennon signed for two years eight million. So that's kind of the, that's backup money. Yeah. It's, it was kind of a shock to me. I, but I hope he gets his chance. I want to see if he can play. Like, I don't know if he can or not. But you know, I think he will get a shot at least to prove himself a little bit here. So we'll get to, I guess, what, you, know, do you know. Maybe you see. don't know this. Do you know what pick the Bills have? I can't remember. Where, they're, they're further down, but they're trying. There's a lot of rumors that they're trying to get into the top five right now. I, they just made a deal with the Bengals, I believe. They traded their tackle over to the Bengals. Or, yeah, to the Bengals there. And they were able to, I think, swap picks, and they're up to like eleven or twelve now, some somewhere around there. And they're trying to get up higher. They want they want a quarterback, but there's about five quarterbacks out there. So I think even at that spot, they'll be able to get one of them. So that's what they're looking to do. But McCarron could be a good player for a year. But this kind of this does this reminds me way too much of like Mike Glennon last year going to the Bears, getting it. You know, yeah, but and, Mike Glennon got. You know, a, a ridiculous contract for never playing before. That's why I thought McCarron would get Mike Glennon money from last year, not Mike Glennon money from this year, <laughs> which ended up happening. Kinda Hold crazy. on. Is, 
Hold on. Are the Bills number two? I don't know. The Giants were number two, I believe. Um, no. Oh, okay. I don't know if on this site it says the Bills acquire this pick in a proposed Bills Giants trade. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if this is yeah speculation. Yeah, just speculation. They're trying to get up there. That's the, like the so that's the the idea. They're gonna try to take one of those big name quarterbacks. Yep. Everyone think. seems to know they want one of those guys, so we'll see if it happens. I think th- if they really want badly enough to get up in the top, they'll somehow find their way there. So and then, well, two two more quarterbacks, both for the Jets. Josh McCown resigned one year, ten million. So Josh McCown signs for one year, gets the same amount of money that AJ McCarron gets over two, and then Teddy Bridgewater also signs with the Jets as well. So that's interesting. I really like that. I feel like that is another one where. You're getting a guy that showed, you know, kind of flashes of being pretty good on, you know, on Minnesota two years ago or in 2015, uh, a little longer now, and you don't have to pay him anything really. I mean, I think about five million. That's about it combined. For- yeah, you have one year contract. Yeah. That's you know, you find out if he works. If not, no big yeah, deal. So that's a good. And they still honestly could draft somebody because they got those two guys on one year deals. They still can draft, oh, and I think they yeah. still will. You know McCown is not going to be there next year. He's he's literally just a fail-safe at this point. So if you draft a guy, I mean, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is 25, which is obviously very, very young still. But, at, you know, after this year, either he works or he doesn't, and then you still have to uh, – you could trade either him or the, you know, whatever draft pick you decide to pick up if you did get one of those quarterbacks. And then how about move on from quarterbacks? How about Jimmy Graham to the Packers? How about that one? That we talked, we, we actually it. talked a little bit about that Monday night, about the possibility that that could happen, and yeah, well, I don't know what to think about it because I mean, Rogers isn't going to just target one guy, so it's going to be interesting. No more Jordy Nelson, so you add Jimmy Graham, you got Adams and Cobb and Jimmy. I don't know. I, I just don't know what to think. I think Jimmy Graham, basically, what is going to happen is he's going to get way overhyped in fantasy way too much where it's going to be Gronk and Kelsey and probably Jimmy Graham there. Those three ahead of Ertz, I believe. And I don't know if he should be. It, every time this happens with tight ends and Packers and it never hundred percent works out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, the, the truth is I, I think the last three years with Seattle, I should say the last two, he played a full season 65 catches in 2016, last year 57. Um, the touchdowns were kind of up and down, and so were the the yards. It kind of went flip-flopped. Um, he had either 500 yards and touch, 10 touchdowns or 900 yards and six. I, I think that's kind of what you can expect. I don't think it's going to be some renaissance for him that he's going to get numbers like when he was playing with New Orleans. You know, I don't see that. Uh, I think if – I honestly think a good year for him would be if he had 700 yards with seven touchdowns. I think that would be a win. Um, I I don't see double digit touchdowns. You know, I don't see a 80 catch season. So I don't know. It, it's just the way that the Packers kind of use tight ends. Yeah, it's not. I don't think they're going to necessarily. You know, Rogers is going to throw to the guy that's open. <laughs> that's pretty much it. He's not going to just look at one guy and throw it to him all the time. It's get open, they'll throw it to you. So. He's still, still going to be a great option. I just think it's going to be, it's going to be overhyped. That's the problem. The value is not going to be as good as it could be. So, but tight end position isn't isn't great. So maybe I don't know. I still I'd rather have 
obviously one of the top guys. And if not, I'll wait. I'll find some some new guy that's out there. Maybe Eric Ebron on his new team, right? We still going to hype that yeah. guy next year? I have a feeling I will never be drafting Eric Ebron again. Oh, All right. How about some wide receivers who definitely were the main story on the first day of, you know, on on what on Tuesday, running backs were barely even mentioned on Tuesday. It was all wide receivers and started with Allen Robinson early in the morning going to the Bears for a three-year, $42 million deal, $25 million guaranteed money. That's a lot of guaranteed money and big deal for a guy coming off ACL tear. But this could be interesting getting – you get to go – maybe Trubisky with actual receivers could be good. So in, in as long as they keep Cam Meredith out there, it could be nice to see Allen Robinson, Cam Meredith, and I should add Taylor Gabriel, who also signed with the Bears. And I guess we might as well throw a tight end there. Trey Burton signed with the Bears as well to be their new tight end, which was a four-year, $32 million deal, which is kind of crazy to me. Yeah, that is a lot of money. Wow, yeah. I'm just looking at that again and thinking how much more money he got yeah. than what Carlos Hyde got. And if you look at Trey Burton's production as well i mean i know that he was playing you know second fiddle to Ertz, but you, for that kind of money you just kind of assume he would have had a slightly bigger year i remember when i went back and actually looked at it i was kind of surprised because you're you're kind of remembering the the playoffs as well um he obviously he did some really nice things through a touchdown pass but really he he wasn't all that dominant last year no it, i do like this if he stays if he's if if there's no hype with him and he stays beyond like a top 10 ranked tight end if he's in that you know he could be a, one of those guys like in an auction draft you get for a dollar and take a chance on i almost worry he's going to be overhyped too i just get this weird feeling being the starter there there's a little hype now with the bears getting all these guys and people know trey burton's name now yeah because of the super bowl but he could i think i think this could be a good option though one of those you know ranked 10 to 15 type guys that you can get for nothing, I hope. And I like I like the way that the Bears use tight ends. Um, for the most part, they they're usually a pretty significant portion of what their passing game is going to be. But I, I still can't believe he got that kind of money. And just to back it up, I mean, last year it felt like he did a ton, right? And I know Ertz even was out for a little bit, and this offense was prolific. And he still only ended up with in fifteen games twenty three catches for two hundred forty eight yards and five touchdowns. And he got that kind of cash. I just the cash is what is crazy. I, I understand why they they like his you know ability and where they think he's gonna go. That is a lot of money for twenty three catches. And then well, then they also the Bears added Taylor Gabriel. So I mean, I I kind of liked him, but he's not. I don't really think fantasy relevant. I don't know if he's gonna be fantasy relevant. Yeah, I, I like. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I love the move as far as the Bears kind of beefing up their passing game, but I don't think you know. The number three wide receiver in a Mitchell Trubisky second year offense is going to be relevant. Well, hopefully number four. I'm still holding that hope on Kevin White slightly. Oh, that's a good Just point. Slightly. Just yeah. slightly. I mean, God, if I totally Kevin White, honestly, him. if he was healthy, the guy's obviously a talented player. So maybe it's quite if, the if, he became, if he actually could somehow get healthy and you had Allen Robinson, Cam Meredith, a healthy Kevin White, Taylor Gabriel as a four. Maybe there's some with in Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. Trubisky has some players to use now. It really does. That that is a very intriguing offensive 
or whatever you want to call offensive weapons. But that that wide receiving crew is a little bit, you know, stuck together with, with glue. You know, everyone's been hurt, it feels like. Kevin White, Cam Meredith, Allen Robinson. But all three of those guys are really good athletes, and all of them have flashed really good. Well, Kevin White, not so much in the NFL, but Cam Meredith, I was huge on last year before he got hurt. Allen Robinson, we've seen what he can do. So if Mitchell Trubisky can put the ball anywhere near these guys, they're all guys that can go up and get it. Um, it should be a lot of fun to watch, Compare, especially compare that to where they were last year. It is night and day different. All right. How about a wide receiver that actually got more money than Allen Robinson? Sammy Watkins. And yeah, they he went to the Chiefs. This is... I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think about my Sammy Watkins love. I don't know. I asked you if he went to the Chiefs, what would you think? Or if he went anywhere besides. And I was under the impression that I thought he would have been better suited to stick with the Rams. I still think that. The only thing about this that makes me interested is because I think Mahomes might be a gunslinger. And if if he really goes wild, it won't. it will take only one pass in order for Sammy Watkins to be relevant. So depending on how much of a leash they have their new QB on or their young QB on, um, it could be very, very good. But I have a feeling, once again, Sammy Watkins is going to be just a roller coaster ride to own. And once again, I will not be that guy that owns him. I have a feeling, Craig, you probably are trying to get him in every league. Or is that just... I have to wait. See, I have to wait. I don't know yet. I, this is an interesting spot, I feel like. It's all. It, it depends so much on what Mahomes actually is. I don't, and I have no clue what he is. I have not a clue. Yeah, I don't either. He looked in the preseason. He looked very good, and I don't think they would have gotten rid of Alex Smith if they didn't feel the same that they were very secure in that. But I do think he's going to go through growing pains like any other quarterback. And I, I have a feeling he's going to throw quite a few picks, but he's also going to throw quite a few touchdowns for a you know a. A young QB, you know, first year starting, you know, uh, I mean, who else is going to catch him? Sammy, I mean, Sammy Watkins and um, uh, the man across from him, who is also a human joystick. There's a lot of people that are very tough to guard. Yeah, get Watkins and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, and then you got Kareem Hunt who catches balls too. I also, okay, this was actually where my head was going. I feel like this can go one of two ways. Either they kind of keep the leash on Mahomes, make sure that he doesn't make the big mistake, try to, you know, nurture him as a QB and don't put too much of the offensive weight on his shoulders and give the ball to Hunt a lot. Or they're going to let him air it out and Hunt, when he doesn't get that, you know, 15, 20 carries, you can see in the middle of the year last year how much he can disappear. I can see it going either way, but I don't know which one I'm leaning towards yet, which I think Hunt will regress because the passing game is going to be more prevalent or if it's going to be the opposite where they need Hunt in order to get everything else going. Do you have, I don't know, have you thought about this one at all? I feel like it could be, this could be more beneficial for Hunt. We could just see a, a, I mean, not a rookie quarterback, but a first year starting quarterback with weapons out there. So the defense has to respect it, but they still, I think, want to run the ball more. So I think Hunt's going to have a really great year. This is going to be good for him. Because, I mean, if they if they really want to put everybody in the box and try to stop him, they I mean, Mahomes will just throw it to one of those three guys. So, yeah, this is going to be – I think it's going to be a good offense if Mahomes can play, which he should be able to. I don't think – Andy Reid's been around long or been around long enough to know 
if this guy can play or not. So yeah, it's been a I, long time. I think he can play. Andy Reid has really stretched the field, though. I mean, it go all the way back to like having Donovan McNabb, maybe. Yeah, that's why I feel like it's going to be more beneficial for Hunt, if anything, because I think they're going to still want to keep it close and give it the ball to Hunt and screen passes to Hunt. And I mean, Kelsey and Watkins and Hill are just going to help stretch the and Hill and Watkins will help stretch the field too and just get the guys out of there. Give it to Hunt. It's going to be, I think it's, I, I don't know. I think Hunt's going to be the most the player to benefit the most for sure. I don't know. I, I don't know. Watkins and Hill. I don't think Hill's going to be any better than he was fantasy wise last year. I don't know if it's really going to hurt him. It's, it's an interesting, it's interesting. I, I got to see more with this. I don't know how it's going to be used. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm kind of confused by it too, a little bit. I'm, I don't, because everyone is so young too. <laughs> Tyreek Hill is young. Watkins is always kind of hurt. We're not exactly sure his ceiling. We just know it's really high. Um, and then Mahomes obviously is the linchpin in all of it, but I, I mean, you could make the argument that Tyreek Hill could even make a, I don't think he can make a huge jump because he was already really good, but he could make a, a tiny jump and be even better because you have Watkins on the other side that they actually have to guard, where last year he was by far the most dangerous player on the field. You know, honestly, I think, so I, I think you, you could make, make the I argument. I think you could try to, you could craft this to make any argument you want right now, really. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's. Think so. I think I pretty much made every argument. That's how confused I am by what we got to wait and see how this is used preseason a little bit more. Maybe we'll get some kind of idea. It's it's going to be an interesting one. This is a hard one to because it's not just throwing a wide receiver in there. It's getting throwing another wide receiver in there with a new quarterback. So it makes it just more interesting. We'll have to wait and see. All right. The other wide receivers, not as exciting as those first two guys, but Paul Richardson went to the Redskins on a five-year, $40 million contract. $20 million, which is guaranteed for Paul Richardson. It is a good year to be a free agent. Yeah. And he had his great year last year was 44 catches for 703 yards and six touchdowns. <laughs> I I don't know. On I, an I don't offense think that was going berserk. That was coming from behind like every game. Yeah, this is, uh, I don't know. Um, Fantasy wise, yeah. But just an eh. Um, I'm completely you know, staying away from everything that's Redskins right? this year. Yeah, I don't, I don't try, I don't like anything about it. I, Paul Richardson's a fine player. Nothing wrong with him, but I don't think he's worth this. But I don't even care about the money, fantasy wise. It's I just I'm not terribly excited about Washington. So I'm just yeah, not going to be a guy on my radar necessarily unless he falls deep and you get him as your fourth or fifth, maybe fifth fifth wide receiver, pretty much. But they're not they're not paying him to be. Like a number, they're paying him to be a number one. It's just crazy. To yeah, me. but he's a number. What I mean, what is he three? I mean, I don't know what he is. Like you got James, you got Jamison Crowder, Josh Doxson, Paul Richardson. Right, exactly. So I, I find that very, very strange. I feel like Crowder is more of a slot guy. So maybe yeah, and then you put Richardson and Doxson. Right, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe they'll do yeah. that. Yeah, I guess that's probably what they're looking for. Then. About Dante Moncrief went to the Jaguars, and now the Jaguars have seventy-seven players that are the same. <laughs> I right? I mean, Moncrief. What's the difference between Moncrief and Keelan Cole and Marquise Lee and Dee Dee Westbrook and I'm Alan Hearns? Is is there a difference like between any of these guys? I don't know. I I mean, how much did they, he go for? Was he a a deal? 
I don't. I, even, I don't know. Actually, I can't. Find I don't it. even have. Um, no, I can't even find contract numbers. It usually means it's probably not much. Yeah. So I'm. I'm thinking that they're just kind of taking a, a flyer on him because I still. I'm still rooting for Moncrief. I still think he can be something. It very much worries me that he's on this offense, where I, probably the worst place you can go. Like you said, you're going to be in a sea of other wide receivers that are trying to prove themselves with a quarterback that is just mediocre that likes to run the ball a lot. I think this is probably the, one of the worst places he could have went. Um, I still think that there's plenty of time for this guy, though. He's still young, 24. That injury just really hurt him in not having luck last year. Um, I don't know. He, he needs to get back on track. I just don't think this is the team to do it on. And then, well, they did resign Marquise Lee. Four years, $38 million. So they look, I think he's their number one now. It, mu- it must be, I'm guessing. At four years, $38 million, they must think Mark Easley's their number one. So their number two, three, four are, I don't know. I don't have a clue. I mean, and you know it's, they're high on DD. You would think, and Keelan Cole played great last year, so. Yes. Uh, it's No idea. Yeah, interesting. All right, another guy. John Brown went to the Ravens. The Ravens finally got a guy. They were linked to everybody, and they didn't get anybody until they get John Brown. And... I'm not really that excited. I'm just not. No, I, I'm just I'm I'm glad that he found a place. Uh, he's another guy that you can't help but root for. Um, but once again, this is showing how how much that this team needs wide receivers. They have no one. They couldn't get anyone, and they even had to release um, Macklin. So the fact that. More than anything, it just shows me how far Macklin has fallen off. <laughs> the fact that you couldn't make the Ravens. I mean, look at who they have right now. Their wide receiver one at this moment would be Ryan Grant. Number two would be John Brown. And then wide receiver three is Chris Moore, which, to be quite honest, I don't even know who Chris Moore is. <laughs> yeah. He's a 24-year-old from Cincinnati that suffered a concussion in week 17. Yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah, Ryan Grant, they just signed four-year deal, $29 million. Why is Ryan Grant getting four years, $29 million? Man, wide receivers are getting paid this year. I, know. I, I think it's honestly because the Ravens could not, you know, recruit anyone. I guess No so. one wants to come to this team. Well, and John Brown only got a one-year $5 million deal. So crazy oh, what happened to John Brown. Dude, what the Bears should do is <laughs> try, try to uh, trade Kevin White to the Ravens for an obscene amount, and they might do it because they need <laughs> anything they can get. All right, how about running backs? Go over to the running back side. Start off, we talked about a little bit. It was mentioned, we mentioned Carlos Hyde went to the Browns. Kind of a surprising move in our mind. I mean, I just didn't see it coming. And it shows that like the top, pretty much the top running back in the market gets three years, $15 million. Running backs just don't get paid at all. I, I do have to... Yeah, they do not. What do you, I mean, I know we were surprised by it, but do you think, and this is assuming, say they don't get another one. So it's Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson. How successful do you think he can be on this Browns team? I think he, honestly, I think he can be actually pretty good. I think, like, we were excited if if Barkley was the guy there because of the offense overall, and then Tyrod Taylor, I feel like, can help running packs. I don't see why Carlos Hyde can't be that guy if they don't draft Barkley. Why can't Carlos Hyde have a great year? I think it's it's probably the best situation he's been in, and I, I mean it is. It, I think it might be his best situation so far. I really, it do. might be. 
It, it really it, might it, be. It's very close. And he is coming off the, you know, last year was the most pass catches he's ever had, most receptions. He had 59. Um, I know Duke Johnson is kind of the, the running back that's going to catch out of the backfield, but um, I just think about how Tyrod Taylor and McCoy work together and how McCoy was very successful and he could catch a ton of passes out of the backfield. And then obviously they, he could also run it. The way that he played last year when he stayed pretty healthy, um, 240 rushes and 59 catches. I don't see why he couldn't do at least that. Yeah. I don't, I don't see why he shouldn't at all. I think this did not hurt my Carlos Hyde ranking for next year. What will hurt it is if they did draft Barkley yet. Obviously. Yeah. That would, that would actually kind of, Kill that, my high. That, yeah, that's where that <laughs> goes. But completely kill Duke Johnson. But I still, for right now, I like it. I like where Hyde. I like Hyde's situation. I just, I, I just don't think that they would have gotten Hyde if they were planning on getting Barkley. It doesn't feel. It doesn't feel likely. I mean, it's not. It, if if they got Barkley, I wouldn't be surprised. It's not like it would surprise me, but it just doesn't feel likely. Yeah. And well, I I give you this. They they won't be using that number one pick on him. I don't think. <laughs> I I feel yeah I don't feel like they make this move if they're gonna get him I really yeah doesn't seem likely especially if they're gonna yeah if they're keeping Duke Johnson around doesn't make as much sense how about Jarek McKinnon who actually got the bigger deal here than four years thirty million for McKinnon to go to the 49ers and I think he's means he's their guy now right him and Matt Breda so McKinnon gonna get a chance I. McKinnon in a Kyle Shanahan offense, I think, works really well. Shanahan used Freeman and Coleman great over in Atlanta. I think he's going to do the same thing to McKinnon. Might not be a guy that's getting, you know, 20-some carries for 100-and-some yards every game, but he's going to get catches. Fantasy-wise, I think he could be pretty decent. Yeah, I think he's going to be top 20. Yeah, I think he's going to be a PPR darling, but I, you know, I, I don't like this near as much. I think that Hyde is a, a better back, even though he's a little bit older. Um, you know, I'm just not that high in McKinnon. I, it, I've kind of seen what he can do. I think he's better playing second fiddle. I do think he's uh, a good pass catching back, though. Um, so I'm not sure exactly why they went Jarek McKinnon. Maybe they just, you know, it's a way to bolster the running back game without making it a focal point. Now that you have Garoppolo, I'm not sure, but. It's fine. I'm just, it's hard to get too excited about it. I think it. there's going to be an in- increased role for Breda this year, though. Or maybe Joe Williams, who was the hyped guy last preseason before he got hurt. Maybe he still has something. Yeah, that's very true. I, I didn't even think about Joe yeah, Williams. He, he was, I mean, he was the hyped guy. Everyone talked about maybe taking over for Hyde, and then he got hurt, and it just disappeared. So we'll have to wait and see. But McKinnon will definitely have a, he will, yeah, PPR-wise, no matter what happens, he's going to be a pretty decent option. At least, I mean, he's a he's a flex option for sure. He's a starting lineup guy every week. And we have to wait and see how he's used, but there's no reason he won't be a starter on a fantasy team. Just, I don't know. He's not going to be high-end, like, running back two for me. Like, some people might end up putting him at. It's going to be... I'm curious to see how they use him. A lot of, like all these. We don't know how any of these players are going to be used yet, but when you pay somebody no. four, $30 million over four years... He makes him the fourth highest paid running back in the NFL. Can you believe that? But, which is just nuts because I, I could easily see, like, your to your point, Breda actually didn't. He played pretty good. He, you know, he averaged 4.4 yards a carry with, you know, just over 100 carries. Um, and Joe Williams, like you said, he didn't play in any regular season game because he got hurt, but he was a, a rookie last year as well that they were really high on. I, I can't believe they paid this much money to a guy that, eh, 
You know what I mean? That where you could easily see it turning into kind of a, a running back by committee kind of situation. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess everyone is making money this offseason. So I feel like every person we bring up, I'm always like, I can't believe they made that much money. So I just got to get over that fact and say McKinnon was, you know, a free agent at the right time. All right. How about Deion Lewis went to the Titans, who was a team that we talked. We talked a little bit about that. That could be interesting if they teamed him up with Derrick Henry. So what's this do to Derrick Henry's value? Because they signed De- Deion Lewis to a four year, $20 million deal. That's again, that's not that's not like backup running back money. That's a, a guy you're going to use. So Derrick Henry might not be the bell cow we thought. And we just had this conversation about how high you would be up in the rankings. That, that to me, I would, I was going to draft him over maybe Jordan Howard. I don't think I draft him over Jordan Howard. Now I think that's basically, it doesn't change him that much, but I would draft a Jordan Howard over Derrick Henry now with Deion Lewis there. Yeah, probably. I, I think it hurts him by a few spots in the running back, but uh, I don't. I don't think it drops him dramatically. I think it's a little bit of an ebb and flow here, where he shot up because he was the only back in town, and we've seen how good he can be. Um, and to have a pass catching back is not unusual, right? That's kind of what every team is going for nowadays. The fact is, it's Deion Lewis, where I feel like he can do a lot, and he's very dangerous when he has the ball. Um, so if he gets a hot hand, I could actually see him taking more carries away from from Henry game to game. But I still like Henry a lot. I still think he's in the top twelve backs. Yeah, he he's good. he could be there. I just don't see them spending that money on a guy and not using. They're going to use him. Henry's still going to get fifteen to twenty carries, probably. I guess if you really think about it, that's probably what they want to do. Is they want to run the ball. They want to use Lewis. They just want to have. They want to have those combo back, have two backs out there like teams are doing these days and use it that way. Yeah, and you you know, running backs, they do get injured. They miss a few games here and there, so you want a couple of guys you can bring in. I mean, look at the Patriots. It, it works out really well when you have uh, a few guys that you can use in specific situations. Deion Lewis is a great tool to have, but I still think they're going to rely heavily on Henry. He just, you know, just a freak guy that can kind of power a running game all by himself. And then since Lewis left the Patriots, and it seems like everybody's leaving the Patriots right now, pretty much everybody. They're just losing. Every, I don't know what it is, what's going on there. Lewis left, Amendola left, Nate Solder left, what Butler left. They're all leaving. And But they did re-sign Rex Burkhead to a three-year deal. Probably increases his value if it's just Burkhead and, I mean, what it's, it's Burkhead, James White, and Gillisley now. And the, <laughs> hey, that's it. That's all they got. So... <laughs> uh, I always am very hesitant about getting a Patriots running back, but I, I really do. I think Burkhead looks very good at the moment. Gillisley, we've seen what can happen. He could have three touchdowns, but he fell out of favor so hard. I would never trust him again. Burkhead is the exact type of running back they like. He's sure-handed, very, very safe, can catch passes, and can also run it a bit. Um, you know, They lose a bunch of people, but I don't see how that's going to hurt the Patriots all that much, to tell you the truth. I feel like they just insert and plug in next guy and they're off to their winning ways again. Thinking about it, I mean, there's a recently released running back who is a former Patriot who might fit their team very well. Danny Woodhead. Yeah, very true. Right? I mean, why not? That seems perfect. Go back to where come back. You almost forget I almost forget that he played for the Patriots originally. But yeah, go back to where it started. I think that'd work out. How about Isaiah Crowell going to the Jets? It's an interesting move. Um, him and Powell, I guess, are going to be 
I mean, I don't know how this is going to work. Is Crowell just basically taking the for the the Matt Forte role, and it's going to be the same old thing with the Jets, and you don't know if it's going to be Crowell or Powell or even McGuire? I think that's kind of what it feels like to me. Yeah, I feel like Crowell is going to get the first shot. I think he's the best back there. But once again, it's a very – the Jets just – I feel so unsure about how that team, how good they're going to be, if they're going to be able to get that passing game going. Last year, even the run game was kind of here and there. And uh, I, I like Isaiah Crowell, but I feel like, much like Moncrief, he just fell into a very poor spot. If, if they don't give him the bulk of the carries – uh, he's not going to return to any sort of fantasy relevancy. Um, but who knows? They, he He's on a bad team, so he could easily just take that position and, you know, and, and run away with it and just be the guy. I don't know if I see that happening, though. I just don't think the team's good enough to support it. So that's my only worry there, which, but that means Crowell. I don't think there's going to be any hype on him. He could be a good, you know, late running back that you can get for cheap, though. That's the kind of guy I like. Guys that could end up being a like the starter and getting the bulk of the work and isn't going to cost you much in the draft. So I do look for those kind of guys. I agree, and I think the last two that we talked about, Burkhead and Crowell, are both great guys to to watch to see how uh, the preseason goes. Well, then these other guys could be interesting. Frank Gore, the Lions, possibly it's not a done deal like some of these others, but that's I don't know what to think about that as a Lions fan, especially. Hurts my heart the fact that he was on my avoid list <laughs> because I, he's just dude. Frank Gore is amazing. I can't say that enough. But the the fact that he's just so old and the Lions could not get a, a run game going at all. I just why would I think that Gore would change that? No idea. I don't know if he can. And it's interesting. They are also visiting with uh, uh, Legarrette Blunt tomorrow. So they're looking for the old. They're just looking for old guys. I know. Old, like, all these backs. running backs I do not want. They already met with DeMarco Murray, who I'm not hearing any like news on right now, really, of like 100% where he's going. There's not that much out there yet. I'd, I'd I mean, rather have DeMarco Murray than the other two. Oh, I would too. I think maybe he's just more money. That might be it. That's probably true. That other Because otherwise, I can't see why you wouldn't want. I'd want DeMarco Murray. I really would there. And then how about like the last guy I have here that's actually signed with the team? Jonathan Stewart signs with the Giants. And this could end up mattering very little if if Barkley falls to number two and the Giants take him there, which is possible. Yeah, my guess is that's what's going to happen, though. So, but Stewart's there. I am not interested. No, <laughs> I me either. I, even <laughs> if he was the starter, I don't think I would. I don't think I would care. So that's pretty much it for the guys who have actually signed. There's some others. There's still some guys out there. Terrell Pryor's out there. Says he's drawing interest yet from the Browns still. Then Rams and 49ers, which would be interesting teams. But the Browns, can you really throw them on the Browns? Get them out there with as the fourth receiver? Yeah, I mean, why not? You don't pay him a lot. Another wide receiver in case. Uh, I mean, Coleman has had a long a long history of injuries already. He's only been in the league for, what, three years? And and we all know Gordon <laughs> has shot himself in the foot twice already with, with uh, being banned for illegal substances. So, it might not be bad to have one more guy on there that you can get on a, a big deal. Yeah, and then one guy I just wanted to bring up quick because there is literally no news about him is Tyler Eifert. Well, uh, I feel so bad. What has happened? Like, I'm, he's going to go nothing. somewhere. He's going to go somewhere, but there has just been no news so Which, far. 
not to be a homer, but the fact that the Lions yeah. just got rid of uh-huh. Eric Ebron, they need a tight Perfect. end. Perfect fit. Yeah, it would be a good fit. And they'd use tight ends in the red zone a bit. So, But I've heard nothing about that. I just, I, that would work. I haven't either. Maybe the guy is just going to retire. Maybe he's taking too many hits. He's going to find a job, but it's just weird that there's not been any talk about it at all. So, But all right, I think that's about it for what's happened so far. Well, we'll be back, what, probably Monday night, and we'll recap everything that happens from this point on, which there will still be more. There's going to be plenty of stuff going on yet. It was just I'm surprised how quickly all these deals went down where there's only a few guys out there left. Went very quickly this year, which just – now I'm. Into, I want to see. The, now I need to get to the draft. I want to see what all these teams are actually. Who's on these teams now? I'm. I don't know about you, Jeff. This got me a lot of very excited again for football. Yeah, without a doubt. I, I <laughs> me and Craig, you, we we've actually talked about this. I, I don't know if maybe I just have been paying attention more this year, but I feel like the amount of turnover and 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 quarterbacks and and players switching from team to team and kind of even wondering about chemistry because of all these changes. I've never actually seen this much kind of movement in the off season, or at least crammed in like two days um, that I remember, you know, in the past handful, I don't know. Maybe that's just me being, you know, actually watching this year, but I, I have a feeling that this could really turn the tide for a lot of teams that are trying to make the difference between being a mediocre team to being a playoff contender and teams like the Browns who are trying just to get out of the, you know, the seller have been a terrible team for a past decade. I feel like this is going to be the year where a 500 team, like there's going to be a ton of 500 teams um, battling it out. It won't just be a, f- a handful of teams that are amazing, which I feel like has been the case. We can kind of just past three years, we bank on the Patriots being good, the Steelers being pretty good. Um, Seahawks being good. I think this year it could really switch around and and those um, division titles could be really close uh, debated contest. All right, before we go, though, I got one more question that came to us through our through email, which you can email us at fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com. It's from Trace in Maple Ridge, British Columbia, Canada. Said he's a regular listener to the podcast, so he has a keeper question for us. This is full point PPR. It's a 12-team league. You get to te- keep two players forever. Just keep them forever. There's no cost. You just keep them. You get pick two of these guys, Jeff, somehow for this guy. All okay? right. For Trace. Antonio Brown, A.J. Green, Keaton Allen, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon. Oh, my God. I think I think I have my two. I think I, can you say, say them one more time because there's a lot of good players okay. on that. Antonio Brown, A.J. Green, Keenan Allen, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon. Okay, yeah, I think I have my two as well. All right. Antonio Brown is my one. I'm going with him. He's too good. I just have to. Even though he's 30, almost 30. That's interesting. <laughs> it's, but Dalvin Cook's fine. Okay, actually, I picked the same two people. and I think Dalvin Cook was my number one That because of his youth and how how good he looked. I would have to keep him because you can keep him forever. I would say Antonio Brown. The question is, he's definitely going to be the best pick for the next couple of years. But even AJ Green is AJ Green younger than him by a couple of years, or is he, uh, they're about the same age? Yeah, not by a lot, okay. by a year, maybe. The only two other the one is you could go Keenan Allen because he's younger. You're going to get him for more years, 
but you're really you're risking quite a bit production because he's also been injured a couple times. I think I would stick with Antonio Brown and Delvin Cook, but I, I can understand if you wanted to switch it up just because of his age. And then he just asked follow up question that he'll have. Well, picks he has. Let's see here. Well, he'll have back to back picks then. And after the keepers are picked, he has the twelfth pick and the thirteenth pick. Just wondering if there's any strategy for that. And I'll say my only strategy for that for sure would be one of those two picks has to be a running back. <laughs> I'm just going to go. I mean, that's probably pretty obvious, but if you're that far, I think you need to get a running back. There's other than that. It's just, it depends on who falls and who's kept. It's hard to say. It's just, I would definitely try to get a running back for sure. You have to get at least a running back there. Can't go wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver quarterback. And just, it'll be interesting. I don't know. That's you got two good players though to keep. I wish I would, I could keep Joe Mixon. If I think in the future he's going to be great, but he's just not there yet, so you can't. You got to throw him back. Not quite there. So, all right, I think that's going to do it. I think we will then talk to you guys next week.